What's up, Internet? You're tuning in episode 129 of the Flip Screen Games Podcast, a weekly video game podcast where two best buds from different nations come together to discuss the wide, wide world of video games. I'm your host, Pete and Bessie, joined as always from a very good friend and co-host, Mr. Max Wright. Ahoy, ahoy, Pete. Welcome back to the show, Max. Thank you very much. We got a big one this week. We do. We're going to be talking about all the releases we have to look forward to in 2024 because, of course, as... As we all know, 2023, a banner year for video game releases, right? A uh, bit of a mixed bag for the industry. But when it came to the games that came out, I think we can all agree uh, that it was it was a strong one, right? And uh, we can. 2024 appears to be no slouch. But I, I think, you know, you and I thought it might be a good idea now that some of the news has slowed down a little bit over these last couple of weeks. Yeah. And maybe we could, we could take a beat and look forward for a change and talk a little yeah. bit about what comes next. Uh, and, you know, um, some of the games that we're looking forward to. Yeah, we don't have to do two shows in one week because there's just, like, too much to cover spread so far out that we actually right. have to just... That you have to be sat in a hotel room desperately trying to get an episode in, you know. This time two we of them, relax. even. We can just talk about some games we've played, talk about some games we want to play. We're just going to talk about games, which I, I guess is why people are here, right? I, I think so, yeah. You I think so. so. I mean, you, you'd think, but, you know, sometimes I think they just like the drama, too, you know? They do, they do. They play- <laughs> Plenty of that, let me tell you. Speak, speaking of which, we're going to kick things off with a question from uh, Andy Rads, who wrote in on the Discord. And this is kind of a follow-up from last week, and we'll use it to get us into our conversation this week about all the games we're looking forward to, right? Uh, but Andy wrote in and said, The Xbox podcast gave us no long-term strategy. As your special podcast stated last week, releasing four games on other platforms is dipping a toe in the water. But what is the end game plan? Before I start, I'd just like to say that the fact that um, special is in quotation marks makes it look like it's patronizing. It's like, oh, your special podcast. Oh, what a special but, episode. Oh, it was. a real special episode <laughs> you did. Wow. Um, I thought it was very special, actually. You know, not special enough for me to um, be For honest, you to show up, but, you know. Yeah, I just, yeah, whatever. I will, <laughs> I will say this, though. Uh, four games on the platform is, right, it is uh, dipping a toe in the water. But I do feel like the end game plan, hopefully for me, the dream is the games you want to play are anywhere you know i, I with helldivers 2 last week being such a big success for sony as a day and day what a smash hit PC, that's been, huh? yeah right it's surpassed like every uh every playstation and sort of um xbox day one or you know every every one of their steam releases peak so it's 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 smashing it i hope that that's the plan going forward and i hope that, that sony realizes there is uh there is value in releasing their stuff on pc they've seen what it's capable of doing and um and I think the Xbox, while they already do release their stuff on PC day and day, great. Maybe they start realizing that, okay, you know, maybe we should start doing more stuff on Xbox. There's, obviously, there's got to be value for their, their, them buying these things. And we know that Games Pass is their big product, or Game Pass, should say, is their big product. And that doesn't necessarily help in that respect. So I don't think we're ever going to see Game Pass on PlayStation. I do think there is, you know, their strategy of releasing select things on other systems, which they've been doing the whole generation. It's not that surprising. We've had Cuphead, we've had Ori, Cuphead on PlayStation and on Switch, Ori on the Blind Forest, Ori in the Will of the Wisps, both on Switch. Sorry, I just had a sip of Coke. It's really like giving me, giving me <laughs> one of those. Uh, <laughs> um, it's not like a brand new thing. It's just, it's it was, I think, personally poorly handled by them in the way they announced it. And it was... It got people speculating with things like Starfield and things like that. A lot of doom and gloom about Xbox doing a strategy they've already been doing. Um, but yeah, hopefully the end game plan is what you know we all want, and especially you know people like you and me, Pete, who are platform agnostic. We have everything we want to play on. The fact that we can play whatever we want to play wherever we want to play it. 
that for me is good. And I think that Xbox should, if anything, be praised for that. Not, you know, uh, there shouldn't be, you know, talk of doom and gloom, um, especially in, in the same week that PlayStation start saying there's no first party exclusive games or coming this year or that they're sort of in the latter well, half of their life, you know. Yeah, it's like I, I think a lot of that is is interesting too because that's that's the second half of Andy's question. So I'll read this too, and we can mm-hmm. we can talk about this. With Sony saying there will be no PlayStation first party games before April twenty twenty five, is it worth buying a PS five today? So I also I want to clarify. They said that there would be no releases of existing major PlayStation IP, which is not the same thing as saying that there will be no releases, right? Yeah, like yeah, could be a new IP, could be some smaller titles, could be more partner titled releases, more exclusives that come to the platform like Helldivers 2, like Final Fantasy, right? Um, the idea that there are going to be no exclusive games between now and then is, is just not true, right? There's an exclusive game that everyone's going to be talking about this week coming out on PS5 with Final Fantasy. Yeah, um, there's two more planned that we know of as well. So, it's, yeah. Right. PlayStation First Party, that's a different thing. But yeah. as I love to remind folks, go back and look at the trajectory of the PS4, right? For the first several years that it was on the market, they did not have a major first party release out every year. That is a misconception that we have based on the last several years of every console life cycle, and that's what you remember. You remember the last couple of years of PS3, the last couple of years of PS4, where you got Spider-Man, where you got Horizon, Spider-Man, God of War, uh, Last of Us, and Ghost of Tsushima, all in a span of like four or five years. I will say you are forgetting Uncharted uh, 4 a year before that, and then Bloodborne mm-hmm. a year before that, so there were sure. things coming. I think the reason but even Bloodborne, maybe... Bloodborne is that's a few years into the PlayStation 4's existence. Yeah, yeah. So you got 2015, you know? 2016, 2017, 2018. Yeah, there were things. There were like you know first party stuff, not like new stuff. I know, um, well, sorry, not not you know tentpole franchises. That that's what they're saying. But um, but I, I do understand why people might be wary, like myself, I guess, sure. are, are wary that you know I bought a PlayStation Five not because I want to play, you know, I, I wouldn't buy a PlayStation Five because I want to play the games I can already play on my PC. Yes. Um, I want to play the games that I can only play on PlayStation 5 or, or you know, at the time when I bought it, that was the strategy. Obviously, things have changed. Um, sure. And yeah, I, I think for me, I'm like, well, you know, I, this is another year of me owning a PlayStation 5 without much of a reason for me to do so. Spider-Man was the only reason last year. Year before yep. that, obviously, we had God of War Ragnarok. Fantastic. Um, whereas this year now, I'm like, cool, you know, I'm not hugely interested in the stuff we currently know about. I'll hold on to it just in case. But I can see why people, including myself, would be disappointed when when people they say oh look all these games that you've been sort of thinking about because this means probably no venom 2 uh, sorry no spider-man 2 like venom spin-off this means right. you know there's a few things that we thought might be happening that now we know aren't happening um but, or at least like, at least we think right yeah it's like you never know with this stuff right like yeah, we, we have a we have a rumor this week as well right that like didn't make it to the cut of just like jeff grubb saying that he's hearing that there's still plans to put certain games out and it's like we have these kinds of presentations where one things get one thing gets said, and then several months later, plans change, yeah. or this or that happens. And I just, why, why lie to investors at that point? You know, surely you want to say to your investors, "Don't worry, there's stuff coming out," because they lost money on it. They've lost. They've had yep. since they said that their 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 stocks have tanked. So yep. not tanked, but you know, they've lost a load. So, but it's like there billion. there is a there is a thing of like, I. I can kind of see both sides of this, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like when you you're like, why would you lie to investors? It's like. I could see holding certain cards close to your chest when you know that everyone, in, you know, from the IGNs of the world down to us is going to report on what you say to your investors, right? So if you say, oh, X major thing is coming, this or that, yeah. 
then that becomes a headline. It, it takes thunder away from the announcement that you might be trying to save yeah. for a certain point but, in time. But is headline and thunder worth the 10 billion they've lost in not saying that, you know, there, there's got to be a value there somewhere. Uh, you, and you're totally right. And, and I, you know, I don't say this to say, I believe X or Y is happening. I mm-hmm. say this to say that companies do this all the time. We just talked last week about how, you know, Phil Spencer, uh, Sarah Bond, and Matt Booty came on to the Xbox podcast to say four games are coming to other platforms. They wouldn't say what those games were, right? And it's like, we all sit here and say, well, why would you not say it? And the reality is that if they say it now, all of that gets blown now. Whereas yeah. if they don't say anything, it's four individual moments and it can happen yeah. in Nintendo Direct. It can happen here. It can happen there. And all the people in the world that are not like us, that don't pay attention to this stuff that granularly, that only scroll past the headline on Twitter, they saw Xbox games are coming to other platforms. Okay, cool. Go, Whatever. Cool. It's different when it's this game is coming. This game is coming. Right. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. you know, that's, I guess, the, I'm, I'm, not uh, arguing that side as much as saying like grain of salt devil's advocate because it's like we get we literally are about to talk about a nintendo noise this week about how ostensibly nintendo has within the last few weeks made the decision to punt their next gen console like several months into next year to uh, give time for them to sure up a lineup that's something that as of a few weeks ago was seemingly not happening, right? Or if it was, they hadn't communicated to any of their partners yet, right? So it's like these kinds of decisions can can change, right? And Mm -hmm. these companies react to what's happening. So the fact that that Sony just saw their their stock tank, right? Like maybe that does change things. Maybe they push something up. Maybe they work aggressively to, you know, pull a partner to get another exclusive and pay some money for somebody to bring a exciting game to PlayStation exclusively, those are all things that can and have happened, right? In reactions to these types of, of moves and shakes in the market. So, um, yeah, I mean, never say never, right? Yeah. Like, but I think if you are somebody like you or me, right, where you're platform agnostic and you have other platforms that you play on and your PlayStation is not your only option, I, I definitely get it because, like, I think of the platforms I have, I'm probably spending the least amount of time with my PlayStation these last, you know, year and change right like mm-hmm. with I, I i also right was very into spider-man i played final fantasy 16 on that um i'm gonna be playing you know final fantasy 7 rebirth coming up in a couple you know in a week here right we'll talk about that in a minute um so it's not like i'm not playing things on my playstation but i'm mm-hmm. definitely playing more things on my switch or my xbox or my steam deck but a couple years ago that was the case with my switch where i was in kind of a drought over there and i wasn't playing that much and it was collecting dust and then Last year, I played three or four games on it, right? So it's like, yeah, I think if you're somebody who only owns one console and you own a PlayStation, I don't think you're there feeling like there's nothing to play. It's just you're probably playing things that are not exclusive, and that's fine because you only have one console. But when you're somebody who has a PC or other options and you're like, what the hell did I buy this for if I'm only getting one exclusive a year or whatever, I get that. And that is a risk that we that I, that I, I took in doing that, I guess. I did play a lot of things that weren't exclusive at the time. I spent a lot of time catching up as well. But I think now that I've done everything I wanted to do in catching up, 
because I didn't have a PlayStation before, I'm now at the point where it's like, where's the new stuff? Like, where's my? I, th- new I stuff? think that's, there's that's, a great... that was also a personal problem. You know, I think there's a great argument to be made though, right? Like you and I are sitting here, like, where's the new stuff? But it's like you're playing Helldivers, right? Like Helldivers is the game of the moment right now, and it's a PlayStation exclusive game, unless you're on PC. But mm-hmm. we also love to sit here all the time and say, well, it doesn't hurt console if you put the games on pc day and day because they're different audiences so then like make up your mind dear listener and my dear co-hosts and me because at the end of the day like you're damned if you do if you're damned if you don't then right if they put the game out on pc they should do that because that's the right thing to do and it doesn't hurt them to put it out there but then we're also sitting here saying well it's not a real exclusive it's on pc well then what the fuck you know it's like That's the beauty of having a podcast is one week you can say something and you can argue furiously <laughs> for it. The next week you can say the complete opposite. I say, no, I didn't. No, I never said that. And we can, we do it all. I, do, I personally do it all the time. And I li- hear myself as I say it and I'm going, no one's going to give a shit. No one's going to call me out on that. They never do. They never oh, do. I am so, I'm waiting for next week because somebody came at Steve on, in the comments last week about how exclusives are so important to a console's launch. I can't believe this one guy is saying it doesn't matter. And I'm like, oh. I can't wait to read this person's comment and have them just back <laughs> me up. But I'm waiting for next week because Steve ain't here. But Steve ain't here. Let's let's put put a pin in these questions. For me, I think the end game plan I'd imagine is I, I believe what Phil said. I think that multi-platform games, there's no reason to not put them on other platforms. We talked about Helldivers, right? Like Games like that need a player base. They need microtransactions to stay healthy. Like the best way to do that is to have the widest audience possible. It doesn't make sense to not put those games out multi-platform if you're in the business of making that type of game. I wouldn't be surprised if all those games go multi-platform or stay multi-platform, you know, like if that became the new standard. But I can also see them doing what he said, where it's like a year after release, it comes to PlayStation. So you get new players brought in and you've built the original base on Xbox and and done what you can do there. And then I think for the smaller games, right, it makes sense too, because, like, you've probably sold as many copies as you're going to sell of Pentiment, right? So, like, let's sell it somewhere else. Let's try and let it get a second life and see if you can get more people interested in it and, you know, justify the numbers to do another Mm -hmm. one or another similar game. Finally, shut up all these PlayStation fans screaming for Pentiment. I'm so bored of seeing PlayStation fans go, we've done here. I'll tell you what, though. We've done God of War. Where's Pentiment? You joke. I have so many dorky history friends that I've told about this game. They're like, where can I play it? And I'm like, oh, it's only on PC and Xbox. And they're like, fuck, I can't play it because they own a PlayStation because they're regular people, unlike us. And they only own one console. Well, let me tell you, not a single (laughs) one of my friends knows what Pentiment is. So that says something about me. It's like about you, doesn't it? Yeah, my, uh, all my friends are intellectuals. <laughs> oh, yeah. Here we go. <laughs> uh, so I think that's the game plan. I do. I, I believe what he's saying in terms of, like, we're trying to build brands and maximize revenue on smaller titles. I don't think that that means that we should expect that, you know, the bigger stuff that they think is going to be a system seller is going to come multi-platform, like, early. It might come eventually. I I mean, he he left Wiggle Room in that interview with The Verge to to, you know, leave people to um so that people can't crucify him if starfield does come eventually right so again never say never but um i wouldn't expect that anytime soon right i think if anything it'll be similar to like what we've seen with playstation where like select titles will come to other platforms on a certain timeline based on where they think they can make more money yeah yeah and i i do think it's worth buying a ps5 um or an xbox today i i said that since they came out I think if you don't already own one, they have great libraries. 
And, you know, if you're buying a PlayStation 5 today, even if you are a PC player, right? Like, the games that you've missed out on that are exclusive are there for you to jump into, and there is stuff coming, right? Like, if you bought a PS5 this week, you could go get into Final Fantasy VII, right? Which, for mm-hmm. a lot of people, is going to be a big release this year. Um, oh, or Hell yeah, otherwise you've got to wait for, for these things to come to PC, you know, mm-hmm. if, if at all for some of these games, you know. And, and again, right, like, not only do you have to wait for them to come to PC, how many of these games come to PC and then have a rocky launch and don't run very well? And then Every single one. And, and then single one without fail. Right. So, you know, it's like not only are you waiting, you're, you're waiting upwards of two years probably for it to actually be playable on PC in a good, stable state. So, you know. No, just spend... Two thousand pounds and have a PC that can that doesn't where like it can't even touch the sides. Like this can be a broken mess, and your PC is so good that it won't even <laughs> won't even touch the sockets to to, to slow down. But we don't need right. to worry about what's coming. You know what we have played. Oh, I'm messing this up completely because I, I didn't know what I was going to say when I started it. Let's talk about what's coming next. Okay. All right. I was. Next. All right. I was sorry, ready. Sorry. I was. I was sorry, like, look no. at this guy. Look at this guy tossing an alley. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, just... I messed it up. I also need to bring it back because I don't want to talk about what's coming next. I want to talk about what's already come, and then we'll talk about what's coming next after that. Smooth so you segues. Just, you just botched this whole segue. Smooth segue. Backwards, no, sideways. No, no, no. Okay. All it's right. Fine. Seamless. It's called seamless podcasting. It's it's something that I do every day of my life, and and let's do why it. Why don't you just Why don't you just give me the mic back? Why don't you just give me the mic back, Max? All right. Why don't you just let me? Why don't you just let me put this back on the rails here? All right. Because we're gonna talk about 2024's releases, and so far, right? We're we're just a few weeks into 2024. It's it's barely even kicked things off, and we already have a good number of games here that are worth chatting about. So we're going to start there uh, before we get into all of this stuff coming up for the rest of the year, because already we've had Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown. We had Power World, Like a Dragon, Infinite Wealth, Tekken 8, Persona 3 Reload, Helldivers 2, uh, Deep Rock Galactic Survivor, Tomb Raider 1 through 3 Remastered, Mario vs. Donkey Kong, Skull and Bones, which I forgot came out. Yikes. And then Banisher's Ghost of New Eden, uh, as well as a couple other uh, cool little indie things like here and there, you know, like obviously Ultros just came out. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we we have jumped into a couple games in the Steam Next Fest that are either just coming out or will be coming out this week. Um, so, I mean, just a few weeks in, we already have quite a few really cool games to talk about. And, uh, you know, start considering in the 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 echelon of, of what this year has to offer right i didn't even finish my sips there and you'd already done the whole list like i was i was pre- i was preparing to talk about one one by one and now and now we're at the end of the list do you want to what do you want to do you want to go to you you, to you go ahead you go ahead take where you want right, to go cool. cool well i mean i want to talk about a couple of games that i played this year uh prince of persia of lost crown i don't think i actually had a chance to talk about this on the show after launch other than like the first hour but this yeah. is a banger this was great Played on Steam Deck, fantastic game. Really has set a bar for Metroidvanias. Uh, really has uh, made Ubisoft uh, look good uh, for, yeah, for the first time in a while. Um, and yeah, great game. Go and play it. Um, Power World, you played some Power World, didn't you? Yeah, I talked about it quite a bit uh, around release. Um, folks were interested in it. I jumped into it for a bit. I think I played about 30, 40 hours of it. Um, I think if you're a fan of the genre, worth checking out. For me, it's like that kind of game is just really not my bag. Um, and you know, once I kind of started, I got I got my feet in it, and I, I played a lot more than I expected to because I think it does have a good gameplay loop. And I think um, you know, controversy aside, right, wherever wherever you land on on that, you know, and and 
and everything it's kind of irrelevant to the fact that the core gameplay loop is pretty strong and um i can see why it struck a chord with people i think obviously mm -hmm. it's uh it's kind of fallen off the way that a lot of these games do because folks have kind of run through the content there is to have there and you know we'll probably see it reemerge in a couple months or a year when there's a you know a major update and it'll be back in the yeah. conversation but I think um, to see how it came out and broke Steam records like crazy and it, you know, it, it clearly set the world on fire for even if it was just a short amount of time. Um, I think it's a game people will be thinking about in the back half of the year when we're talking about like big moments of this year. Um, it was the first big release, you know? It was, yeah, it was sort of the first one to really like sort of set what has been a trend so far of record breaking stuff, you know, with like, uh, like Helldivers 2, which I've also played this year. Um, and I'm having it. I'm enjoying. Uh, I've played a bit more. I, I get it now, um, and I understand why everyone enjoys it. My worry is it's something I have to play with friends, so I'm not I always play as much as I would like to do. But that's a that's another one that's just going to be it's, it's going to be in the conversation for the rest of the year as they they you know change their their um, their plans for it. You know they didn't realize it was going to be such a smash hit. They're hiring people. They're working. They like stuff, struggled to even think. keep the servers open. Like they had to put a cap on it because yep. so many people are trying to play. They were worried about that. They were panicking last week about the weekend because they were like, shit, people are going to play this game. We have to, you know, but people, like you said, they had a cap. People struggled to get in. Huge success. And I think that this is going to be one to watch for the rest of the year. Um, I look forward to... But Sony has no games, no exclusives this year, right? No exclusives, no exclusives. I'm really, <laughs> I'm really excited for the Game Awards rendition of the, um, the your, your crashing, uh, your, your like careering down to the planet. I'm really looking forward to, to, to that being done by a live orchestra. I got to pick that up. <clears throat> yeah we should play we should definitely play we i would love Steve to. on it as well yeah, we'll all it. play together um you play persona 3 Re persona 3 reload if i remember rightly yeah i'm uh in the middle of it right now um i'm really enjoying it like i, I haven't really gotten a chance to talk about it on content um so i'm glad i get to at least you know give give people a little bit of a taste like your time i think it's really really uh a, a really sick way to to have brought this game back because obviously they just did the you know re-release of three and um i think it was three portable was the one that they did and then uh and and p4 uh, golden right like just came out so mm -hmm. it's not like there weren't ways to play kind of the different versions of this game but you know with portable um it's more like visual novel than it is like the ability to walk around the open environments like the original on the ps2 so i feel like this is nice because now you can kind of have your cake and eat it too if you want to play something that's maybe a little closer to the original you have this option um but it has all the benefits of like quality of life updates and and even things that like i think persona 5 royal like could have stood to do better like you can see those learnings applied here and like responding to feedback of like common things fans were asking for um, I think that there is definitely a bummer in that there's some content that is in like, I forget what it's called because much like Persona 5 to Persona 5 Royal, there's a Persona 3 and then a Persona 3, it's like FES, FES or something like that. I can't quite remember what it's called. There's that extra content is not present in, in Reload, which is a bummer. And then in Portable, there's a uh, an option to play as uh, a femme version of the main character that's also not present here. So it's mm. like, it's kind of a bummer to have a remake that feels so great and so like, what if we took Persona 3 and remade it kind of more in the style of Persona 5? And it's like, great, that's amazing. But there are those few things that are missing and it's like, yeah. maybe they're going to do DLC, maybe they're going to do a Royal-esque 
version where they add all that stuff later because that's Atlas's type of thing. But to have it be like so close to what feels like the perfect iteration of this game and for it to fall just a little short of that is kind of a bummer. But aside, aside from that, I think it's really great. I'm really enjoying my time with it. And I think if you enjoyed Persona 5, you should definitely jump into this one. And I think even if, you know, maybe the length of Persona 5 is a little intimidating to you, this game, I think, is a really good kind of, like, you can kind of see the evolution, right? Like, mm-hmm. in the way that, like, you know, what Persona 5 is, right? And and all of the realization of those systems that they've been developing since the PS2. This is where a lot of those ideas start. And they're a little simpler. They're a little easier to get into because they just don't have the same level of depth. And there's not as many systems for you to contend with, right? Whereas, mm-hmm. like, I can see jumping into Persona 5 without any context and feeling overwhelmed initially whereas i think p3 moves a little bit quicker in the beginning and also uh just has uh, things are boiled down a little bit more because it was a ps2 game and not a ps4 game right yeah 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 it is a shame if they do end up packaging like a a a royal a golden whatever version of it which has the stuff that you know, in theory, should be included anyway. If, if they yeah. sort of do a re-release, that would be a shame. But um, but yeah. But I think my my overall takeaway is that even if if that stuff never comes, right? Like I I think this is this is still a very great way to engage with Persona Three, mm-hmm. and it's very worth your time. Um, and it's it's you know it's still long. It's like still like I think a sixty to eighty hour game, but compared to Persona Three's like one to two hundred hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's. It's definitely more bite-sized by JRPG standards. Yes, so. yeah. Um, and it's I, on I Game guess, Pass. Yeah, I was going to say, I guess, like, you also have the option on Game Pass as well to to jump back into Persona 5, sorry, Persona 3 possible anyway. So if there is stuff that you're missing, that the game still exists. Yeah, um, which is great. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is a shame that it's not sort of like a definitive everything in it kind of experience. Yeah, I do wish that they had maybe gone that extra mile to mm-hmm. add the extra couple hours of post-game con, like the Royal-esque content and, yeah. and giving us the option of like the different player character and like the different romances that come with that and everything. Like, I think that that would have been a really nice way to kind of do this and be like, hey, this is the definitive way to play. Um, but I guess considering they just did a re-release of Portal, maybe that's kind of the thought there is like well if you mm-hmm. want that content you can go play that version and yeah, yeah yeah oh well but well worth your time i think it's it's definitely the game i've sunk the most time into this year and um i'm i'm really enjoying it my my, my like absolute ridiculous streak of playing a ton of jrpgs does not cease uh i'm <laughs> about to do, go into final fantasy next week yeah. too. So and then you're gonna probably come me. back to persona 3 reload next year when we you know talk about it i'm sure <laughs> yeah. And there's um, rumor they're doing one for four. So yeah. here we go. <laughs> Speaking of games that we are worried about spending a ridiculously long amount of time on this year, I this is a game that I've avoided getting just yet, but really, 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 really want to play. It came out last week, which is Deep Rock Galactic Survivor. I've never played mm-hmm. Deep Rock Galactic. I'm aware of it. I've been I've been aware of it for a while. I've always wanted to sort of get into it with friends and stuff. Um when Survivor came out and it was sort of like, oh, it's it's the sort of the the humor and the style and the 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 characters and the you know everything of Deep Rock Galactic, which which seems like a lot of fun, and then it's also um, Vampire Survivors. I was like, oh yeah, that's that's going to yeah. be because we're we are on this show big Vampire Survivors fans, 
Uh, we talked about it a lot in 2022. It's on me and Steve's game of the year list. I don't know if it was ever featured on yours, Pete, but that was a big game. I'm really keen to give this a go, uh, but I know as soon as I do, it's going to eat up a lot of time and there's other things I want to play. And we'll, we'll get to those things I want to play in a little bit. Um, I just want to highlight a couple of things as well while I remember there were, there's some, some smaller stuff that I think maybe sort of got swept under the carpet this year that I think is worth looking at. Um, Momodora Mid- Moonlight Farewell is a uh, a little, um, that I don't know, like, five or six hour long metrovania um i was a big uh you know i really liked Memodora reverie of the moonlight and this just sort of like ups the ante in every single way worth checking out uh portal revolution is a free uh sort of free fan game for portal that was sort of um given the go ahead by valve it's a sort of like a yeah another like six or seven hour long uh prequel to portal 2 septim portal 1 and 2 that sort of has you know, two new fully voice acted characters and loads of puzzles and it spends half the game with, you know, you only have one portal. That's really interesting. I really enjoyed that. Uh, and then as we spoke about on, on the, uh, the, the Steam Deck podcast and, and in, on uh, YouTube and TikTok on our shorts, Celeste 64, wicked, great, loved it. It made me go back and play through the whole so Celeste good. again. Really good. Really loved that. Worth checking out for free as well. Portal and Celeste 64 are both free. Why not check them out wherever you can play them? Um, but yeah, those are, those are the things I've played and things I want to play that have already come out this year. So far, looking like a great year, personally. And that's yeah. including the stuff that we didn't talk about in depth that you mentioned at the very beginning. Loads happening. Too much. Yeah, right. Like, I mean, there's all these other games that that we have on our list that are like, you know, I, I would love to get to a couple of them too. Like, I, I really do want to play Banishers. Um, and uh, I'd love to check out Mario versus Donkey Kong if I get a chance. So there's, there's a lot to enjoy. Lots to look forward to this year already. And I know Steve has been playing the Tomb Raider remasters because those are some of his favorite games from his childhood. So um, we'll probably get his opinion on those sooner than later on the show. So lots lots to look forward to already. But uh, we have a lot more to look forward to this year, and we're going to talk about it in just a second here. But before we do that, let me remind you that this episode of the Flip Screen Games podcast is brought to you by our Patreon producers for the month of February. They are, of course, Arnold J. Rimmer, Christopher Valenz, Earth Visitor, Gabriel Hasselmeyer, a.k.a. Sobe, Snacky Go, Steve Stompy, Susan Likes Cats, and also Boobies, Ty the Dude, and Wakahula. Thank you all so much for your support over on Patreon.com slash games. You all the real stuff, the real, and great. we greatly appreciate your support of this and all of our sister shows. Remember, if you want to show your support just like they did, if you want to get involved in the community, if you want to check out any of those sister shows, head over to flipscreen.games. That's our website where you can find links to all the places we are all over the web and much, much more. However you choose to get involved or show your support, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Flipscreen Games podcast. Max. Hey. I want to start things off with the first game that's coming up that I care about, which is Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, coming out February 29th, uh, just a few days away as of the time that you're listening to this. I kind of can't believe this game is coming out already. It feels too soon. You think? I mean, I feel like this is four years. Fucking talking about the last. They just, they just haven't. The the fact that they were sort of doing the game in chunks, I thought we were gonna, they were gonna just speed them along. You know, we've got the base of it. We're doing this chunk, this chunk, this chunk. I didn't realize that four. um, I'm gonna sneeze. I'm sorry. I'm gonna sneeze. No, we're good. I realize that it take four years to do it, but hey ho, you know I'm I'm fed up of hearing about it because they did re- they did retrograde or whatever, and they and they've done afterbirth or whatever they're doing now. There's just a lot. There's just a lot. There's just as someone who's not that bothered about Final Fantasy VII, there's a lot. And I'm pretty sure they've done other stuff in the meantime, and they're going to do more stuff. You got to try it, man. You know I've never cared about Final Fantasy VII, but remake got me in. You know now I'm in. Yeah, I watched I, I watched my dad play it growing up, and that's my only experience with it. I'm happy with that. I'm happy with that. I'm okay with it personally. 
I don't need I don't need like four 30 hour games to 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 show me that. No, you need um, four uh 60 hour games to show 60 you. hours per yeah. oh my god. Okay, all right. You want to do all the all the DL, you know, or the, all the DLC and all the the side missions and <sighs> Okay, when 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 they finally release like the final one Final Fantasy 7 Prolapse or whatever, I'll play that one. Okay. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. But uh I I'm ex- I'm super excited about this one. I'm going to have to have Ken on the show to talk uh, about it because nobody else appreciates jrpgs like i do uh, yeah please and... please do <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that one's that one's i'm sure gonna be on my short list by the end of the year um if it's if the the last couple have been any indication mm-hmm. uh not one that i'm gonna play but one that we'll mention um just because it's it's you know uh, gonna be a big release for playstation is uh horizon forbidden west will be coming to pc on march 21st that's another you know i think this is now what the second or third yeah i guess the third like ps like big ps5 game that's coming to pc from them so you got to imagine next on the block is probably god of war so um and we know that they're uh, they're trying to increase their output of ps5 uh or not even ps5 but like playstation games on pc as part of mm-hmm. their uh attempt to increase those margins and uh increase profitability on their titles so yeah wouldn't be surprised if this is the first of many uh playstation games on pc this year if we're talking playstation 5 this, i've been thinking this in my head if we're talking games that came out while the playstation 5 was out i'm pretty sure we've got mars morales we've got uh Sack boys big adventure we've got, Ratchet Clank, we've got returnal and now we've got horizon so Disney. five so five the fifth so yeah hopefully i mean god of War ragnarok was the same year that would be good uh for everybody because that's great um, I feel like that'll probably be like a back either back half of this year or early next year, depending on like because I know there's also that rumor that they might put out like Infamous and some older games. So you know, infamous maybe they want Second Son. Don't yeah, forget. Infamous Second Son. Will you not should, first Infamous? They should really do like an Infamous collection. I feel like yeah, I feel like, I, yeah. I, like I could use a a re a repackage. I I feel like Sony really likes leaving its PS3 library adjust for the streaming side of PS3. it's so dumb. Oh. Like just put some of them out. Like, well, yeah. give us a give us a remastered collection of some of those games. You know. Yeah, I feel like I feel like PlayStation really does like. There's a lot of flack you can give PlayStation sometimes. People just don't do it for things like like backwards compatibility. All the stuff that Xbox does really well that PlayStation doesn't do just gets swept under the rug. And then everything that uh, PlayStation does that Sony uh, no, the Xbox doesn't do very well. They just get they just get peppered with bullets. Poor poor so poor Xbox. I, I, I think it's unfortunately because the things that Xbox does are i think they matter less to the average person yeah probably. you know I just like i think i think the reason right? that they doubled down and figured that stuff out is because playstation doesn't do it and it gives them this awesome differentiator and like yeah like me as somebody who wants to go back and play dragon age origins in 2023 right or whatever right like i i absolutely love it but like i don't know how many of you know the average uh purchaser is buying their ps5 to be like let me go play my ps3 games yeah, like, they want to spend 70 dollars to play the last of us part one but, but at least then don't screw with people that do want to do that by making them buy yeah. the, the, the top tier thing and then make them stream the games you know exactly i'm, just, I'm uh, with you i i want them help. to i i i feel like that's it should be the way for sure i feel like i just want to i feel like i'm gunning for playstation a lot today and i want to let everyone know if they're worried about me doing that. That, that is absolutely intentional, and they deserve to be to be gunned like this. They deserve it today. I've I've had a real bee in my bonnet about them for the last couple of weeks. Last 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 year, I guess. So I, real quick, I, 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 go on. Here's my thing, because I you know, 
I'm over here. I, I play all sides, and everyone's going to call me a Sony pony. Everyone loves to say I'm a Sony fanboy, but I just want to just point this out if you're on YouTube. Uh, I'm wearing an Xbox oh, shirt right now. So just get wow. out of here. Right? I, I, I got a Spider-Man <laughs> thing behind me. You know, they all, they're all good. They're all bad. They're all companies. Don't give, them, don't give them. Don't give them. Oh yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Don't but give them too much I don't want to. Yeah, I do like. I do like PlayStation games. I do. No, um, you can talk game... shit. I'm just saying it's fine. It's, just, it's. I'm saying who cares, right? Like yeah. when they do something good, you'll gas them up. But right yeah. now, if you're mad, talk shit. That's fine. Yeah. Next week, I'm gonna probably praise them, and no one's gonna fucking mention it. Uh, Dragon's Dogma Two is the next game coming out this year that I'm really that bothered by. I'm really excited for this one. Oh man, I've already pre-ordered it. I'm it already good. already planning to just sort of really dive in deep to it. It looks fantastic. Every single time they put something else out about it, I'm like, cool. The new classes look good. Cool. The visuals look amazing. At last, oh, you know, cool trailer. The last trailer where they were showing off the like hybrid classes, where it oh. was like there was like the wizard and he did like the ice and then ran up and like pulled the sword out. Oh, and it's the, the dragon. Swapping, like, it's the it's so the swapping good. stuff looks fantastic. Where it's like, oh, I'm just gonna use my bow and arrow and then swap to this or swap to my like, oh yeah, give me the option to do that. Whether that's what's gonna happen or and I do think that might play because there's a lot of dragon's dogma that I feel like feels like Monster Hunter, and then in the trailer for Monster Hunter Wilds that was at the uh, Game Awards, it looks like there's like a second weapon on his back. So when they started swapping weapons in Dragon's Dog, I was like, the teams are talking. I feel like there's some shit going on here. I feel like they're gonna, they're both going to do something similar. I'm so hyped for this. I really can't wait for it. Um, and we've got like, what, a month and three days? Comes out a month on March what, this Thursday. Yeah, March Which is 22nd. a big day. Big day for releases. There's three big releases that day. We've got another, and again, Sony has no games, no exclusives. Here's another PlayStation 5 exclusive that's coming out this year. Rise of Ronin coming to PS5, March 22nd. Mm -hmm. uh, this is the game. I mean, we've seen this a few times now, but I think it'll, it should be on everybody's mind most recently from the state of play. This mm -hmm. is that game that's set in uh, like feudal Japan, and there it's are... It's, it's a bit later now, I think. It's sort of actually like a, it's a really interesting time. It's like oh, you're right. It's like twenties or something. It's like it's like it's, what for us would be like Victorian. Yeah, uh, you're totally like right. Because I, yeah. I was I, I was about to say there's the there's all that footage of like the different like uh, weapons from other countries because you're in like a port town and mm -hmm. it's based on a real uh, town where like most of the goods that came from the west or you know just like other other parts of the world would come through there um so yeah you're right i guess it is probably I'm sorry, more it's, it's late 1800s i can see here okay yeah there you go which so... is, i think it's a really interesting time because you have all the stuff that that we know from like uh you know other sekiro or you know other games that are set in in japan uh I, that's the first one i could think of there are loads of them that are set in that time period oh, then you also right, get the, yes there we go yeah but then you get the newer stuff which is like the, the buildings and the more assassin's creedy stuff and i think that's where it's going to really play in nicely yeah because there's like there's like a really cool feature where you have like a glider that you can use and mm -hmm. there, there is like a lot of that assassin's creed like you're up on the rooftops and and scaling buildings and stuff like that and then you have um this mixture of like the sword combat, but then also like they show you using like a, a gun with a bayonet on it. And, mm -hmm. like, just all these different like weapons. I I think personally with this one, it looks a bit funky. Uh, like from the from the, I do like the look of it, like the idea of it, but every now and again, like I'll be watching the trailer, and I'll be like. That's a really cool idea, and then that cool idea will then be will have just some goofy shit happening as well, or it will just look a bit weird. And it just it's not it's not day and date for me. Like I'm not going to pick up day one. I might yeah get it later on. 
yeah but it's not it's not like getting me like in like a oh yeah i must play this game it's like oh that's a cool idea oh but then that i then have to deal with that you know um alongside this, it this one's weird for me because like i remember the first time we saw it i was like oh i feel like i almost like that and like every mm-hmm. time we've seen more of it i i'm more interested in it because i think seeing the moment to moment of it like grounded it a bit for me because it does feel like it feels like reminiscent it kind of has that like oh we i want ghost of tsushima we have ghost of tsushima at home kind of energy where it's like yeah yeah it kind it's like it feels like that, but maybe not with the same level of polish, right? And the same level of like um gravity and, and seriousness that that game has. Like this but feels in- a little bit more like Saturday morning cartoony where it's like yeah. there's these big action moments and stuff like that. And it's like, I don't know. Like I'm I'm that doesn't turn me off inherently, but it also isn't a turn on for me. Mm-hmm. So like I I have a big Ghost of Tsushima shaped hole in my heart. So if this game comes out and it's like, like even like a high seven, low eight, I feel like I'll fuck with it pretty heavy. Um, yeah, I, I think that we are. Um, I feel like Ghost of Tsushima, while it was fun and good, I think it could have done with more of like the the less sort of being bogged down in its seriousness, less walking on horses, talking to people. Like it could have done with more. Oh, I totally disagree. I love all that. I love how like quiet some of those moments are. Oh, man. You know, I don't know, man. I I beat that game three times. I love that game. Oh, that, I got the platinum and that is the epitome of, here's a cool idea. Now here's that cool idea 50 times and it never changes. That was my issue with Ghost of Tsushima. Hopefully this, this one does something a little bit different, but um... I think that's, I think that's fair when it comes to some of the side content that like mm-hmm. you could use more variety. Oh, it's but... a fox. Where's he taking me? Oh, he's taking me, taking me here. Cool. cool oh, spot. cool. Uh, yo, a head. Okay. No, it's just a headband. Cool. You know, um, but yeah, anyway, <laughs> more, more bullets at Sony for some reason. <laughs> You're just a hater. You're just a hater. Yeah, it's okay. I am. I am. I am. But I, I'm, I'm, this one is one that, like, I'm cautiously excited for it. I don't know if it's a day and dater for me, but I think if the buzz is there, then I could see it. But I think the fact that Dragon's Dogma and then the next game we're going to talk about, Princess Peach Showtime, are both out that day. It, I don't know if I'll have time for it day one. Mm-hmm. Um, Princess Peach Showtime is another one for me where I'm like, I kind of want to see what the the pulse is on it because... I think my concern with it is that it's going to be a little jack of all trades, master of none. Cause like mm-hmm. it, the whole gimmick is different types. It's, Oh, it's like, she's in this gameplay mode. You're doing this in this, like, you know, uh, patisserie peaches, this kind of gameplay, the sword fighter one is this kind of gameplay, the, you know, and it's like, all those have to be good. And if they're all good, yeah. then cool. Like I, I, the premise is interesting to me. Like I, I like the idea. I think it's cute that it's like, you're in like a playhouse and you're playing through these like different sets and stuff. Like I think visually um, it's like a cool rewarding uh, setup, but I, I have concerns about like whether or not the gameplay is going to be deep enough where like, do I feel like it's, it's like, it could be the, the criticism I had for Mario wonder, but like amped up to 11 where it's just like, Oh, it feels like a collection of mini games rather than a focused game about peach that plays a certain way i can't remember the last time i'd seen so much of a game and then still not really understood what it is because i still don't really understand what this is i understand the the concept of you get costumes and you do this you're right is it a collection of mini games is it level to level am i going for a level as peach struggling 
and then I get an ability and all of a sudden things open up for me, like in Mario, you know, is it all going to be on a stage? Is it level by level? What is this game? And I've, I'm looking forward to when the, the um, uh, preview starts to come out and I'll have that moment of, oh, it's it's this. But yeah, for me right now, until I know what that is, it's not on my radar. It seems like a cute idea, like you say. I just don't know what it is to get excited for. So, But it's also like it's a Nintendo game. So it's like it could very easily come out and be like, oh, no, it has the sauce and it's something interesting and, and dynamic or it could fall on that like yoshi's woolly world like type where it's yeah. like ah, okay yeah this is like a mid platformer that you know is maybe just doesn't have the depth to really be appealing you know yeah, to or, a mass- or, or the kirby game, game. um star allies that yeah. one yeah Ooh, like rough. those kinds of games right mm-hmm. where it's like this is fine but it's not you know it's yeah. like I, I could see if you've got a kid that saw the Mario movie and is into Peach, then maybe that's great. But like, yeah, yeah, it yeah. doesn't have much reach beyond that. And I, I just don't know what to make of it because we haven't seen enough of it, right? And I'm worried that it's gonna feel like WarioWare, but in a platformer where it's mm-hmm. just kind of like a lot of ideas mashed together. But you know, um, that's what Odyssey and <laughs> and Wonder are, and they're really good. So it's it's like it's certainly not unheard of. Um, so we'll see one, one that I'm, I've got an eye on for sure. Uh, so we got a couple other big releases coming up. Um, not necessarily games that I'm, I'm like going to be itching to play day and day, but ones that I think people will probably be paying attention to, uh, planet zoo console edition is coming out on March 26th. Um, the last couple, like, you know, like planet coaster came to consoles and that was a big release. I wouldn't be surprised if this has similar juice, um, one I could see myself playing to some degree, like I've always kind of wanted to get a, a replacement for Zoo Tycoon uh, for myself because I loved that when I was a kid and uh, I've just never quite gotten back into one. But some of those games really do play well on console. And I think console is like a good place for this kind of like more casual, like chill game like that. So I don't know. We'll see. Maybe a good one. Um, South Park Snow Day is another one coming out that day, March 26th. So this is this is now the third game, I guess, in the trilogy that they started in 2014, right, with um, uh, Stick of Truth, Stick of and, Truth. Then, and then there was Fractured Butthole, and then now there's this guy. Obviously, um, it's been a minute, right, like since the last one. And yeah, it's been at least four or five years, I want to say, since since uh fractured but whole it's been a, a while a while longer yeah. than that. i think it was 2018 or 29 like i think it's been like six years yeah 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 um and, and, and yeah kind of interesting with this trilogy right because like the first one was made by obsidian the second one was made by ubisoft this is now the third one is going to be made with yet another team um what was the name again max you looked it up oh yeah i did look it up and forgot uh question question and yeah uh, they're, they're best known for um oh, in, you just had it <laughs> magic circle magic circle, magic yeah. circle which was a self-published sort of smaller title only a thousand reviews on steam when i looked it up so it's, it's quite you know they're quite a small studio to be taking on a, the third in a in a sequel sorry the, the sort of second sequel the third in a trilogy rather of sure. a, a, an ip like south park and i think sure. that um yeah I, I remember when i first saw this this um, game the south park one i remember feeling i didn't know whether it was a sequel or i didn't know whether it was like a, supposed to be a new thing or like if it was like yeah was using the ip in a new way and it's interesting it was interesting when you told me it was a sequel but i just didn't know i did not know 
Yeah, and I actually wasn't sure. I thought it was, and I had to go look it up and confirm it. And it does seem to be like it is officially a sequel to to mm-hmm. it's a continuation of that that story that um has gone through those last two games. So, you know, this is one that like I I uh really enjoyed um Sick of Truth like ten years ago. Um, yeah, and liked Fractured But Whole less, but still still played it. Um, when it came out, I I'm very very removed from my. I was kind of already on my way out of interest of South Park when the first game came out, and that was 10 years ago. So at this point, it's just I'm so removed from it that it's not something I, I have any interest in going back to. Um, yeah. And I, I I guess that's kind of my question with, like, where it's going to land. Like, those, like, especially the first game, right, was, like, a big deal when it came out. It was a big release that year. It got a lot of attention, especially because of, like, how much it looked like the show and like how like seamless that experience could be of someone walking in and thinking you're just watching it. And it's like, Oh, it's actually a video game. Like Mm -hmm. that was, that was very cool and dynamic and interesting at the time. And it's like, is there still an appetite for that 10 years later? Like has, you know, I I don't know how many people still watch the show. I don't know what the, it seems like it's not, it doesn't come up in conversation the way that it did 10 years ago though. It doesn't seem like it's as, relevant as it used to be so i guess i wonder you know like and again right it's like the team working on it it's like an indie team that's worked on like one other self-titled game rather than it was an ubisoft game last time it was obsidian who did the first one it's Mm -hmm. it feels like it's smaller in in scope and execution and i guess i just wonder like is there an audience for it yeah, the fact that this is out in three weeks, and um, this is probably the third time I've seen it mentioned, and it's from you. So, right. and it's like no offense. I, <laughs> I felt like no. it was really offensive. But you know, no, 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 not at all. Right, and it's yeah. like I, you know, I only put it on here because of that. Right, of like, oh yeah, like this kind of feels like it should be a bigger deal. I don't know that it is. I don't know. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Say lovey. Uh, next up is Freedom Planet 2 coming on April 14th. Do you know anything about Freedom Planet? Are you familiar with Freedom I Planet? I own Freedom Planet, and it's one of those games that I've been like, oh, yeah, I'll get around to that at some point. Freedom Planet is, is off the top of my head, like a Sonic-style game. It was like yeah. they wanted... It's like an indie, like, Sonic game. Uh, they, it they started sort of as like... a, a Sonic fan game, and mm-hmm. then as they put more and more time into it, they were like, well, there's no real, like, we can't do anything with this if it's yeah. a fan game. So they, like, hired an artist who... Um, was known for making like Sonic fan art and Sonic OCs and stuff. And would, and they were like, Hey, like let's develop an original world and we'll take all the gameplay and effort that we did. And then we'll make it something new and we'll do like a Stardew yeah. Valley to harvest moon type thing. Right. It's like, you know, a spiritual successor. And yes, I really yeah. enjoyed the first one back in the day. Like I played it in 2015 or 14, 16, whatever, when it, when it came out a long time ago, um, I knew they were making a sequel. I did not realize it was coming out this month. So. It's been out for two years. Oh, on it's PC. on other platforms already? It's been out on PC for two years. Everything Holy else shit, I had no PC. idea. That's crazy. Yeah, no, it's, it's releasing on everything else now. It's been on, been on so, PC for Yeah, now it's now, it's yeah. coming to all the consoles now yeah. on uh, on April's 14th. So. I, I think it's it, the, this game only exists because I'm not president or prime minister. Because if I was president or prime minister, anyone that makes... Um, Sonic OCs and Sonic fan art would be arrested. So wow, um, my <laughs> dude, you're just coming for people today. Your shots at Sony, shots at the Sonic community. Haven't I just don't understand how you can like a series that hasn't had a good game in 20 years, man. Like, how do okay. they, how does it listen, keep happening? Listen, listen. first of all, first I'm not, not going to defend that. Just so you know. 
Uh, you don't need to defend it. It's Good, fine. It's you okay. can say whatever you want to say. First of all, you're wrong because Sonic Mania has come out in the last 20 years, and that's a good game. I'm not going to sit here and entertain the idea that that's not a good game. Okay, second one of game all, in 20, I like Sonic Mania, so one game in 20 years. Second of all, I think it's really interesting for you as a Metroid fan to complain about a series that has one game in 20 years. Yeah, but they did. But, no, no, I'm not saying one game. I'm saying they, they release a Sonic game every fucking year. There's just one good <laughs> one in 20 years. So I they released they release one Metroid game in like six years, and that was look, bad. Man, and I was like, maybe look, Metroid man, isn't that. Look, man, all right, I'm not going to sit here and come at the Sonic community. They've been through enough. They have to put like up three with three games in the last year, and they've all been bad. I know, but they don't deserve that, all right? They are so earnest in their love, I man. just don't understand how there's, like, Sonic fans that are, like, under the age of 16 that are like, yo, I love Sonic, and I just don't understand how it happens. You get you imprint when you're young, you know? Uh, yeah, we need to, we're failing our youth, man. I, Sega's failing our youth and our 30 yeah. and 40 year olds that want good I'm Sonic not, games. I'm not passing the buck. I blame myself as well. <laughs> I'm part of the problem. <laughs> I should be standing in, I should be standing in game shops going, don't do that. Stop. You, you think you want to buy that, but you don't. <laughs> All right. The next game we're going to talk about is one that you and I are both looking forward to. This one's Tales of Kinzara Zhao mm -hmm. coming out on April 23rd. It is another one that's coming out everywhere. Uh, this is one that you and I talked about on the Steam Deck podcast when we did our, um, like, the five games we were most excited about at Steam Next Fest. Mm -hmm. uh, we also uh, talked about it a little bit on, um, we had a TikTok and a short and every reel that went up about it. If you're not following us on social media, we're posting original content over there now, so go check it out. And um, you highlighted, highlighted it as one of the, the, like, two Metroidvanias folks should check out at next fest the other being ultros which we you know went and reviewed so um obviously a game that you've been looking forward to quite a bit uh you turned me on to it or i guess didn't because i saw it originally and was interested in the concept but you you talking about it and uh saying that you liked what you had played kind of pushed me to to jump into it earlier than i think i would have otherwise forced you to play this game at the next yeah. fest. i'm glad that i did because now you know now when the game I'm comes in. out it's not going to be half an hour of me just saying things and losing, losing track of where I am. It'll be me and you bouncing off of each other and having a great yeah. conversation like we are I, right now. I'm into it. I'm into it. I like it so far. I think, um, you know, Metroidvanias as a genre, hit or miss for me, right? Not always my genre, but um, I really like the story and like the, you know, the... Um, there's kind of two elements of it that really work for me, right? Like if you're not familiar with it, obviously we did... A bunch of content about it you can go watch us talk about it more extensively but the elevator pitch is basically it is a game that is based on the myths of the bantu people of africa and it is about a son who is a shaman whose father uh was like a, a great shaman and like taught him you know kind of the tools of the trade or whatever his father's past and then he summons the um the god of death to uh try to like basically go through this trial and retrieve his father's soul and bring him back to life um and that's kind of the setup right so you know for me like i i think one of the coolest things about games is like how um you get can get that opportunity to like you know inhabit another character's experience for a small amount of time right and like learning about people and cultures and you know just like parts of the the world um that are that are different from your own experience is i think like one of the most powerful things that games can do and like mm -hmm. there's so little media that explores mythology 
uh, from cultures that are not from the West, right? And it's like, uh, how much stuff have I seen that pulls from Greek or Roman or Egyptian or whatever mythology, right? That is so uh, present in European culture and by extension, American culture, right? It's just like, those are things that are from, and even, even stuff like Chinese and Indian culture, right? Like there is more exposure of it because of like, Hong Kong movies coming to the States or, you know, Bollywood and, and stuff like that, right? There are op- opportunities for you to be exposed to those cultures more than, you know, um, than not, right? Even if they are still less than, you know, the, the Western stuff that you see all the time. So I, I'm super into the idea that, like, I can get a taste of another culture's mythology through, like, this exciting, you know, fantasy uh setting like that's really cool and again like it being a story about um like fathers and sons i'm super close to my dad so like that definitely struck a chord with me immediately as well of just like um a story about about that bond and everything and and kind of like the lessons that you know fathers are supposed to impart on their sons right and all that kind of stuff like definitely strike in accord with me already and it's i only got to play you know the first what two or three hours or whatever in that demo so um i'm excited to see where it goes and like it feels like it's trying to be very like vulnerable in its storytelling Mm -hmm. and i i appreciate that like even in the very opening of it basically it's like yeah like this is a raw emotional story um and you don't get a ton of that in like the 2d action space so um i think this is a special game definitely one that you should keep an eye on it's it's the sort of thing that like celeste does a really good job of doing of like tugging on the heartstrings and being raw and being open about sort of a feeling and i think yeah this is one that i i know is gonna hit and it's it's you know if we're talking about like what am i most looking forward to you got dragon's dogma you got this that have dates they're like the two big ones for me um very keen for this two months to wait really really keen to to get my hands on my grubby little mitts on this one for sure for sure definitely uh so then we got stellar blade april 26th yeah i'm somewhat interested in this again another playstation game um no games no games on playstation this is one one that like the first time it was announced i was like all right cool all right cool and the second game the second time we saw it again i was like okay all right fine we've seen it again and i'm like all right i get it and, I, and I'm wondering now if since in the sort of year or two years since that's happened, if like my tastes have shifted or if I'm just like less interested in, because I've, I've now played, you know, I've played too many action games that, that like, for example, uh, Hi-Fi Rush didn't really hit for me last year because I was like, God, level by level, I'm, it's very linear. I don't know what this is though, properly. I, I, you know, there's a lot of talk about being like Nero Thomas up, one of my personal favorite games ever. Yeah, that was when, um, when Ken and I did the uh, reaction to the state of play. I was saying that I was interested in this one, and he's like, I am interested in it, maybe, but it does feel a little bit like I said the thing earlier about how we want Ghost of Tsushima, we have Ghost of Tsushima at home. He's like, this feels like that for near for me, where it's like, yeah, is this just near light, or is this going to be its own thing? Is it is it going to be able to? differentiate itself even if it's wearing that um influence very very yeah openly on its sleeve which is not inherently a bad thing it's just a matter of like if you're going to compare yourself to one of the best games of all time by a lot of people's metric then you better come correct right yeah yeah i do think there's gonna be a lot of uh, uh 
you know, as this game sort of comes out and, and they start to do more like previews and stuff, we sort of find out a bit more about what this really is and how it really works and stuff. I think we're going to see a lot, a lot more. It seems like there's some like soulsy stuff of like respawning at certain areas. It's not just going to be like Bayonetta or Hi-Fi Rush where it's like do a level, beat some things up, finish the level, do a level, you know, blah, blah, blah. There's going to yeah. be more like exploration and things like that, which is what is going to probably drive me towards this. Maybe not a launch because we've got um, Tales of Kanzerozao out before and that takes precedent for me but yeah i think this is one i'll check out on on ps5 eventually yeah i think i think me too so then we've got uh brain anniversary edition coming everywhere including mobile april yeah. 30th yeah good good game good soundtrack i was listening to the soundtrack recently just steeping myself in nostalgia for this game which for me is like one of the first big indie games that i played uh on pc i um, I, I feel like that is definitely like this was one of those first like xbox uh arcade games you know mm-hmm. like that like really popped off yeah but there's that video of soldier boy playing it that was used in indie game the movie where it's like check this out man check yes! this out. oh my god uh, that's and it is, just unlocked the memory for yeah. me yeah <laughs> um and i'm looking forward to people maybe like because it's, it's weird that there are friends of mine who who you know they're big in the game space they do their own podcasts and stuff like that and when i mentioned braid they were like oh i didn't play that it's like well where were you back then you know uh, they were probably playing other you know other consoles or whatever but but where were you when braid was out obviously indies are now much more popular but i guess yeah. you and i who were there at the you know towards the beginning and were interested in trying out weird little experiences um we were there and we get to do it all over again yeah it's it's cool to it's kind of cool to think about like i guess that there's like that much history to like in the indie scene now that it's mm-hmm. like as seasoned and as it is that games like this can have like big anniversaries and you know, be like looked at as like modern classics now and everything, right? Like, mm-hmm. shoot, even even Shovel Knight, right, is like ten years old this year. Isn't yeah, it? it's like that. Yeah. That's insane. But whatever. I do think it's it's when I think about things like uh, Cave Story, how yeah. when I played that for the first time ever, it was but just before it came out for WiiWare, it was like a free a freemium sort of game that made by one guy. Um, uh, you know that was so long ago now and there are so many games that have, have been influenced by cave story or like you know that you know it's one of those like real it just didn't get talked about enough for what it did and what it was doing at the time uh, and i think about that now it's like that's so uh influential and so old it's like like 2006 2007 maybe 2008 i think i'm gonna look that up before i make a fool of myself but but yeah crazy Next up, we got 2004. Hell. 2004. Sorry, it was 2004. Oh my god! Oh, oh yeah. four! Wow, that's the year crazy. I started uh, secondary school. So that's crazy. Yeah. Okay, so then Hellblade two coming to Xbox and PC mm-hmm. May twenty first. Obviously, game that we've talked about a ton. We've seen a ton of it. It's really cool to see it finally come out. This is like one of those games that Xbox has been carting out since they first started acquiring people and being like, "Look, yeah. we're cultivating all these cool studios and these great projects." and I mean, they've invested a ton of time and money into this one. Um, I really hope it comes out and and like blows people away because it looks really yeah. great. I mean, obviously the first one was like such a surprise um, mm-hmm. that you hope that this one can kind of live up to that. That's like always the fear with like the sophomore effort of like a, a unexpected indie success, right? Like it's sometimes it's tough to follow up and um, and meet expectations. But I mean, man, like everything we've seen in this game just looks so good. At- yep. I really, I think it's going to hit. Everything they said during the Partner Direct, where they were talking about, oh, we've improved like the combat, for example, everything they were saying, I was like, yeah, that's exactly what I wanted them to improve between the two. And visually, it looks impressive. They've really doubled down on what is good. So, yeah. Fingers crossed. Good shit. 
Uh, the last one you got with a date here is Warhammer 40k Space Marine 2. Just just like, I'm not a, a Warhammer guy, I'm not a 40k guy, uh, I'm not even a big third-person shooter guy, personally, but the first game just did something for me, like, it was, it was just like, it was just, it was just, you picked, you had a gun and you walked for a level and you shot things, and that was cool, and then there's like a, a slight twist where things get harder and you just pick up different weapons and there's, there's jetpacks and things, it's just a fun, like, very much like a double a experience at the time but it was one that i was really like i want to do more of this and i replayed it recently on the steam deck uh, i think it was maybe last year or the year before and again i was like yeah this is exactly what i want is is just like it's not a cover shooter like when gears of war came out it's not a first person shooter it's not like trying to be anything or do anything special it's just like yeah cool be a be a space marine shoot shit up and this looks like that with incredible visuals and yeah i'm really really down for this so um yeah, this was delayed out of last year. I was, it was a shame it was delayed out of last year. It was delayed right the way through to top September. But um, but yeah, I'm very, very keen for this. All right. So then we're going to move into the stuff that's undated. These are games that are supposed to come out this year. Grain of salt, right? Um, many of them yeah, will probably yeah. be delayed. Uh, I yeah, wouldn't... I would imagine there are some on this list, this list that were given this year and then there's not been an update for a year or something. So these things could have changed. Uh, I'm not going to talk too much about, about these just... One because we uh, we we probably have too much time left, but two because there's some games we don't know a lot about. I just know I want to play them, you know. Um, yeah, definitely. So first off is Animal Well. This is the first game from Donkey's um, publishing studio. This looks like a weird little Metroidvania. Um, one of those games I don't quite know what it is, but I like the vibe of it. I like the preview how out was there really it cool. Is. It has a nice style. Yeah, it's interesting. It's like interesting visually. It's got some interesting concepts. It's it's one to watch. But again, I don't know whether this is actually going to be out this year. But yeah, one that I'm definitely keep, keeping an eye on. Cool. Uh, next up, we got Aura History Untold. This was one of the games that uh, Xbox showed at their partner direct most recently. This is a game that's like made by um, a bunch of folks that are they've like worked on Civilization and, and a lot of those other kinds of um, there's a word for them. I can't think of what it is right now, but uh yeah, 4X games, and um, it just looks really cool. I mean, what, what they showed was, I think, really deep and dynamic, and it looks like they're trying to breathe in some some kind of new life into this genre by, you know, shaking things up, pulling some of the best elements from, you know, other games in the genre, and then elements from, like, RTSs and some of those other kind of similar things. Um, from, from what we saw, it definitely looked like a game that um, I want to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, we had Avowed. That one's coming to PC and Xbox Series X. That's another one that's supposed to come this fall. Um, this is obviously the new, like, I guess you could say Elder Scrolls-like from Obsidian, right? It's set in the Pillars of Eternity universe that they own. Uh, it, I think it looks fantastic. Everything we've looked, we've seen of it, it seems like it has a great sense of humor. I like the style a lot. And, you know, I loved what they did with Outer Worlds. I like the idea of us kind of um you know we had all these conversations about sustainability and triple a gaming right and it's like outer worlds was a game that came out and it retailed for 60 dollars, and it didn't look like a triple a game it you know looked like a game from the previous generation and it had a great script and fun gameplay and a cool story and that was enough to carry it and make it something that people connected with and wanted to see more of and i think we need more of those games in this industry especially as we're worried about you know spider-man and stuff like like those big 250 million dollar games like not breaking even and not making enough money it's like they don't need to cost that much to be good you need to just make a good deep well-realized game and like mm -hmm. obsidian has shown that they can do that on a budget and i'm super confident avowed will hit that same level of quality and i think if you're you know like me or like a lot of people that have like 
you know, been waiting for the Elder Scrolls six or waiting for that next big fantasy game, right? Like we'll have with Dragon's Dogma two or whatever, right? Like Avowed's one that's been on my radar for a couple of years now uh, since they announced it. And I'm I, the more we see of it, the more I like it. And I'm, I'm mm-hmm. really excited to, to get my hands on it this year. Good. Uh, sorry, that, that was really dismissive, but I, I had nothing to add. <laughs> um, the next good one... for you. Good for you. <laughs> I'm just really happy for you. Man. I'm just really happy for you. Uh, the next <laughs> game for me is Elden Ring Shadow of the Earth. Remember when I said last year this would be out by, by June 2023? I do remember uh, that. Ha-ha, yeah. Haha, egg all over my face. Um, yeah, keen for this. We, we've heard recently that the parent company for From Software said that it's still in the works. So whether it even comes out this year is still up for debate. But. Um, yeah, a bunch of my friends in the in preparation for this may be happening soon. A bunch of my friends all got back into Elden Ring. The group chat has been alive in the last few weeks of people like doing brand new playthroughs, making new characters, going back to their old characters. My brother bought the game. He's been playing through it. People have been jumping online together and playing together. Um, I decided to make a new character. I've been having just a ton of fun with it. Um, what a fantastic game Elden Ring is, and uh, I'm really looking forward to, to this. Good. Thank you, man. Thanks. <laughs> uh, the next two are, are two games that uh, the two early access games. I've never really been an early access guy. Like I think I maybe played Valheim, and that's all I can think of in early access. Um, I don't think I even got to. Oh, maybe I played um, PUBG in early access. Talk about remember. these ones. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, Hades two and Hyperlight Breaker. Hades two is uh, I was a massive Hades fan. Twenty twenty, one of my uh, sort of my game of the year for twenty twenty was Hades. Uh, this just looks like more of that, and there's like new characters, new story, new elements to it. This this looks like it's gonna bang. Um, I'm probably gonna get back into Hades soon to do it. Uh, Hyperlight Breaker is from the same team that made um, Hyperlight Drifter and Solar Ash um, uh, Heart Machine. Solar Ash I played over the weekend actually. Really really sort of fun game, not like mind blowing, um, but it does like some really has some really cool concepts. And the trailer for Hyperlight Breaker looks insane. It's like you know uh, randomly generated infinite open worlds that you explore and the combat looks great and the sort of there's characters you can play as and there might be light amounts of co-op i don't know it just looks fantastic i'm really keen to get my hands on this their games are so stylish like mm-hmm. they just have such a cool art style and just like yeah. the way that like momentum like plays into the like they're just they just make such like they're like visual feasts those games they're so oh, intriguing as awesome. well they create worlds that i'm like i want to know more about this like what is this giant sword what is this giant character you know what you know Tell me more. I want to learn more. And then the game will, will eke more out just in, in little bits. You know, I love that. Yeah, very cool. Uh, okay, next up, we got Indiana Jones and the Great Circle coming to PC and Xbox. This is, uh, of course, the next game from Machine Games. Uh, they've been doing the Wolfenstein stuff the last couple of years. Um, obviously, a studio that everybody's kind of paying attention to right now. Um, this game was announced a while ago. We got our first look at it at the developer partner direct that they did a while back, a couple weeks ago. I'm really excited for this one. Um, I like Indiana Jones. I'm not like a, a like a, a massive, massive Indiana Jones head, but I mean the original trilogy is um, you know, definitely uh something that I have a lot of a lot of nostalgia for. Um and in general, I I like um I like pulp, you know, like I like pulp adventure mm-hmm. as a genre. Um and I think you know, Uncharted and Tomb Raider have kind of historically held that down in the video game space. Um, unless you're really old and you play like the old Indiana Jones point and click games, which are yeah. apparently sick. So the idea that like, you know, especially now that Uncharted is kind of like taking a, a step back and, you know, we don't know what the future of that looks like, you know, Tomb Raider, you know, we're kind of waiting for the next iteration. 
um, it's I think it's a, a good time for them to take a shot at Indiana Jones. And, um, you know, from what we saw, like the whip gameplay and everything, I think looks really interesting and dynamic. And the fact that they um, are trying to do something that I think is, you know, uh, like them like committing to it being a first person experience for like most of it. Right. Unless you're like some of the environmental stuff. Um, I think is is a bold choice and mm-hmm. and one that I'm interested in. And I think, you know, there's a lot of doom and gloom, I think, right now in, in AAA development. And I think, like, there's going to be a lot more of these licensed games that are connected to IP that they think will make games more profitable. And I think, you know, as long as we are getting that, like, if that's where we're going for a couple of years... I like that it's getting to see like really cool, dynamic, creative, established AAA studios like Machine Games get to take an IP and really realize it in their style and not like have to maybe be a square peg in a round hole. So I I think there's a lot to be excited for this one. Obviously, like Xbox's last couple big hype releases have been who knows, but you know, I'm hoping that between this and Hellblade that they can kind of um, shake that reputation and that this will mm-hmm. be a game that we look at is like whoa like this was this was a big deal it was a cool at bat it was you know something that um xbox could brag about this year and i think based on what we saw i i feel like there is reason to believe that that's the case because it seems like they got it you know like the tone feels right this, the gameplay looks fun i'm interested yeah i do think it's going to be really annoying when it comes to the game awards when we have yet another sort of argument about whether a game from a you know multi-billion dollar corporation should be nominated for best indie game um it's going to be it's going to be a real real tough one <laughs> that was good i've been stewing like on that. that the whole time you were talking i was like wait 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 for him to finish like, i fucking wait, got <laughs> it i got the bit <laughs> that's good that's good uh, all right your next one oh yeah uh me uh this one little nightmares three i like the first two that's enough i think for that i like the first two nothing about this is making me go yes or no anyway i'm just looking forward to playing more little nightmares okay uh next up we got luigi mansion 2 hd that one is allegedly coming in the summer uh obviously you know not like the most exciting release because it's just a re-release of another mm-hmm. game, but um, obviously there's a lot of love for the Luigi's Mansion franchise, and it's one of the few things we know that Nintendo's got cooking for us right now, yep. so definitely one that I think a lot of people are have on the brain. Uh, next up is we're supposed to get the re-release, the 1.0 release, whatever you want to call it, of Multiverses. So funny that they took that, that they that this is in an undated, what we're looking forward to this year when you've played playing the game, you played the game last year for a lot. I loved time. it. It was one of my yeah, favorite right? games. You like, paid damn, money. For it. It's just gone. I know. I can't you paid play. money for that game, and now you have I to guess. wait for this release. It's crazy. Games as a service is definitely a sustainable model. Yep. Next up, Nine Souls. Yeah, Nine Souls is a fun little looking uh, sort of. Uh, I guess it's like a Hollow Knight style, like Sekiro style, like combat game. I don't know if it's necessarily a Metroidvania, but from what I played, really cool, like setting and interesting sort of character and. Just fun combat. I, I'm quite interested in in the style of this. So uh, yeah, I didn't realize it was coming to everything. I thought this was just going to be a PC release, but yeah, no, it's coming to everything. So another remake on the Nintendo side of things. We got the Paper Mario Thousand Year Door remake coming out this year. This is another one I'm really excited about. Um, I never played the original, and I really like the OG Paper Mario. And everyone says this is the best one. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to finally give it a go. 
Yeah, uh, again, I've never played it either, so I probably would, would do the same. Uh, probably get this one on, on the Switch and see what everyone's going on about. Um, next one for me, Penny's Big Breakaway. This is a, a 3D platformer from the team that made uh, Sonic Mania, which we spoke about earlier in the show. And I think this is flying under a lot of radars. I think this looks great. Um, this has been on my wish list for a little while. I would, um, yeah, highly recommend checking this one out if you haven't already haven't already seen it. Yeah, I'm I'm interested in this one as well. Uh, you, the next game you highlighted is another one that I I want to check out too, which is Pepper Grinder coming to mm-hmm. PC and Switch. You got to play this one uh, during Steam Next Fest. If you want to go listen to Max's full thoughts on it, we did discuss it over on um, like two weeks ago on the Steam mm-hmm. Deck podcast. So go check that out. Um, I think this game just looks fucking awesome. Oh, it looks fantastic. And every time I like because I haven't deleted the demo every now and again, looking at my Steam Deck, I'll see the icon for it, and I'm like, yeah, I can't wait. This is going to be great. Uh, still no date on it though, which is a shame. But we, I think we know it's coming soon because they are sort of like, they're talking about it. We've got the demo out and stuff like that. So I think yeah, yeah, yeah. It's happening. Uh, the next one I think we're both also interested in is is the Plucky Squire from yes. Um, God, what's his name? I'm looking at a picture he drew here. James Taylor. Uh, Taylor. James Taylor. I I gotta tell you, man, I can't think of it right now. I James T. James Turner. There we go. James Turner. Turner um he left the pokemon company uh, and game freak to make the plucky squire which every time i show this game to, to people they're like yeah i think I've, i feel like i've played this you know this style of game before like a 2d zelda style game and then as soon as the character pops out the page all of a sudden everyone's like wow that looks fantastic and this does look like just incredible this looks this is what i've been waiting for it was delayed out of last year again we've been waiting for this for a couple of years now but it looks so good and hopefully this is the year i'm really keen to check this one out uh, as i'm sure you you are as well pete um yeah yeah i, I yeah. ever since we saw the first look at it it's definitely one that's been on on my uh my radar i think it just yeah. looks really cool really dynamic lighting and mm-hmm. I, it just seems awesome reading this list out here just quickly I feel like we're going to have some really interesting game of the year discussions at the end of the year, considering I've already got stuff that I'm like, yeah, cool. That's great. And there's yeah. a lot of this stuff here. I'm like so keen for, um, but if it all comes out, I'm going to be having some arguments with myself. This so. next one is one that I feel that way about, which is star Wars outlaws. This is that, uh, new Ubisoft, uh, joint that they showed off last summer. I think at mm. game game awards, right? I think it was yes. when we saw it for the first time. Yes. Um, you're right. I think this game just looks looks so sick. Like they showed that whole little interaction where it's like you're like stealthing your way through a warehouse with like this stolen thing. And it's like all the events seem like very dynamic where it's like if you get away and they don't see you, then like you can kind of just ride off and nobody will know that you did anything. If they catch you, then the gang that you stole from is going to be mad that you stole from them and they're going to come and fuck with you later. And then you get back to this town where you like turn in the thing that you stole and you're, you know, there's like an interaction with somebody from the empire and you can either like show deference or you can start shit with them or you can like, I think you could like take the thing and run off and just like seeing all these different options that you have and the way that the story reacts. It's like, that's the number one thing I like in video games is when I, I, I am presented with a moral choice and I make a choice and it has real consequences for me and the other characters in the world or the world itself or whatever, right? Like that's the number one thing I want out of a video game. And I also really like Star Wars, right? When it's mm-hmm. done right, I really like Star Wars. So to me, like the idea of a, a story about a smuggler where I get to make ethical decisions and make some friends along the way and all that, like, yeah, that sounds like a dream game. I hope it, I hope it's great. Friends or enemies, depending on your choices, I assume. True, true, very true. Yeah, this one looks it does seem interesting to me, but I don't I I don't know if if that side of it really interests me, I think for me personally because i i am much more of a sort of like 
exploring. I wouldn't mind if a game never said a word to me and I was like picking piecing together what was happening just from playing the game. Whereas, yeah, I think I think I think I said this before when we were talking you were talking about how Avowed did the same thing for you of like making a meaningful choice where I was like, I just say yeah to whatever and hope for the best. Yeah. Uh, uh, the next up is Sonic X Shadow, Shadow Generations coming in fall 2024. This is one that, um, you know, uh, most of the Sonic folks say that this is one of the good ones, right, of the last, like, however many years. Uh, I never played it because when it came out, it came out at a point when I didn't have a lot of money and I wasn't taking a gamble on a $60 Sonic game. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I this is what I'd like to play if I have time for. I don't know that it's, like, a, one I'm going to, like, the earth's gonna stop for it but mm -hmm. the time allows i i wouldn't mind getting into it what's funny about this one for me right is that it's like people liked the old sonic games so let's bring the old sonic games back people don't really like the new sonic games so let's actually mix the two together for some reason and then go here's this shadow the hedgehog game that where he had a gun and like that's what people remember about it yep. let's add that into the game where it's already Dude, 50 50 thing, good game and bad game yeah you don't know because there are some real sickos that love the, oh, some of the 3D no. Sonic games, you know, that's the thing is they're out there. They're out they, there. Uh, what upsets me is these 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 hedgehogs uh, are out there shagging real humans, wielding guns, right? Bring, bring Sonic 06, tails. you know, bring back Oof. tails. Like I don't need to know any of this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, the last one I wanted to highlight is another PlayStation exclusive coming to PC until dawn. Uh, finally mm -hmm. making the jump to PC, and it'll be re-released on PS5. That's just great. Until Dawn is so, so good. Um, I, I really like Supermassive games. A lot of their games are not great, but their best games rule, and Until Dawn is their best game, I think. Um, it's a fantastic game, one that everybody should be, like, looking forward to playing, like, during the spooky season. Like, definitely a game I think uh, will connect with people on, on PC, and, like, now that it'll have a chance to kind of be new again. Yeah, this uh, is not something I've played, but my girlfriend enjoys it, so maybe... When it comes out uh, and it's a bit cheaper, I'll pick it up and play for it with her. But I've never Definitely worth it. Of, yeah, yeah. Worth uh, time. The final game for me and then the final game for us both is Windblown, which is the new, um, well, it looks like a co-op roguelike game uh, from the guys that made Dead Cells. Um, looks fantastic. This was shown off at the Game Awards. and I was, I was straight on board. Um, so we'll see if this comes out this year. And if it does, I'm really keen to um, give this a go. Me too. Me too. Uh, so... Pretty good list. Lots, lots of games to look forward to. I'd say. I yeah, I mean yeah, like like I said, there's just there's too many. I'm worried about the game of the year conversation, but also, I think that there's been so much. Like I think the question here is, can 2024 live up to the bar 2023 set? Maybe not specifically in quality, but I definitely feel like in in quantity, yes. Yeah. But that's to say, you know, we don't know. You know, these some of these games could come out and blow us away. And this is a, only what we know right now. There's all sorts of new things could come out. So yeah, there I has think... to be games that come out that we don't know about, right? So that's, yeah, that, that's yeah, the X yeah, factor yeah. that you you can't really account for. Yeah. Um. But I do think that yeah, I mean, living up to the the bar of last year is is definitely going to be tough. But you know, I think we're going to look back on this year with like plenty to look back on because there's already quite a few games that are I think worth your time and and attention. Yeah, I agree. Don't, well, we'll, I mean, we'll leave it there for the day then. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you for joining us here in another episode of the Flip Screen Games Podcast. Remember, if you want to write in and let us know what games you're looking forward to in 2024, you can hit us up at flipscreen.games. That's our website where you will find links to all the places we are all over the web. However you choose to get involved to show your support, thank you for tuning in and joining us on another episode of the podcast. For the crew, 
I've been Pete. He's been Max. We'll see you next week. Bye.